set. Gets posterized. Episode 4 of the Kometi Williams podcast. I'm joined in the studio by Mark Kometi. This week on the show, we're going to discuss the 2019 Champion Data AFL Club rankings. They were super interesting, especially where they ranked the reigning premiers West Coast. Some interesting basketball stories. Uh, it was great to see Kevin Durant give Drake his jersey after the game. I thought those two may not have really liked each other, but Mark tells me differently. Some celebrities are spotted in some different places than where they're usually spotted. And uh, my birthday is coming up in a week. And I wanted to ask Mark about what it was like when he was my age. So hopefully we'll get to that a little bit later on. Hey, Mark. You're making me sound like I'm an old man river over here. No, I'm not trying what to What is that supposed to mean to me? Straight off the bat. Well, There's hostility. There's no, little no. sly remarks nah, under the nah, table. Nah. Huh? No, well, you just make me feel. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure about how how I, how I was all the way when he was my age. No, did oh, I say okay. all the way? No, you, your, your tone implied it, my friend. Your tone implied it. I saw your dad during the week, by the way. I thought it was good to see him. I saw my dad during the week too. I saw him at the WA Footy Media Guild Awards. Okay. Uh, he made a, a really funny joke. Mm -hmm. uh, he came into the room, he did his speech, and he said when he ended... I thought you were going to say him coming into the room was a really funny joke. I would have laughed at that. <laughs> no. No. He started to do his speech. One of the awards is, of course, named after him, as as, as is the Optus uh, Media Centre. And oh, no, they'll name Media Centres after anyone these days, it seems. Everyone laughed at his joke, but it was it was so smart and so complex. Like it originally went over my head. Oh. Just shows you how clever he is. No, you you suck it up to him. No, clearly, clearly, Jimmy, you suck it up to him. <laughs> I've told him he's not allowed to come on this show, but clearly. You want him on why, for some reason, why, so you're being extra nice. Why can't we get him on? I don't want him on. His, his ego, his ego's too big. That's a bit rough. You can't have two committees in the same room. <laughs> It'd be an interesting chat. Oh yeah, could be, could be. We'll Ooh. see if we can tee it up. We'll see if we can change. No, 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 no. I'm not prepared to commit to anything about that, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't want people getting confused as to which committee the uh, title of this show refers to. You know, if they tune into that yeah. episode, it's definitely Mark. Yeah, committee. well, they're going to assume though, aren't they? Maybe Kometi, Kometi, and Williams for one episode, <laughs> if I'm lucky. Kometi, Kometi, and Williams. Well, Mark, Champion Data are up to their, uh, their old tricks or their new tricks. Uh, they've ranked every club for the 2019 AFL season. Any guesses as to who might be number one? Um, Without looking <laughs> at your sheet? <laughs> How did you think I was going to look, dude? <laughs> you, you're trying to assassinate my character. Oh, I want you to guess. Oh, yeah. I wanted the viewers, the viewers, the listeners to think I was extra clever well, who by implying that people listening to our podcast were viewers. Well, you haven't. That's a bad start to that. <laughs> you haven't actually looked yet. No, 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 because I struggle reading, but um, that's another story altogether. <laughs> Um, but I, I would say uh, maybe the Tigers. Well, they're third. Okay. So, so I wasn't who, too far off. Who do you think the number one champion data list is? I just said the Tigers. Well, not... How many guesses do I I'll get I'll give you here? one more. I'll give you one more. All right. Um, Collingwood. No. Collingwood are fifth. 
Okay. Well, that's all I got in me. You're going to give up? Yeah. I want the answer. Melbourne. Okay. Melbourne are ranked number one. Oh. I suppose the most interesting thing from this is that the reigning premiers, West Coast, are ranked number 11th. My Saints are ranked in 14th. And your Bombers are ranked in fourth. Well, well, that that that's a little surprising to me. Why? Uh, I mean, now I, I, I wouldn't be who I am without champion data as far as this the stats beast, uh, because they help me out a lot. The beast on Triple M. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, you know, I don't want to get on champion data here, but how accurate were they last season? So, last season, yes, they ranked Sydney first. Mm-hmm. And Sydney finished seventh, so they were six positions off. Now, I want to reiterate, I'm not certain, I know this is going to sound maybe a little bit silly, but I don't think this is supposed to rank the ladder system. It's not ranking them one to 18 in terms of where they'll finish on the ladder. It's actually ranking their lists. Uh, yeah, but uh, in effect, is that not potentially predicting the ladder somewhat? I suppose it is. Isn't it? So if you come I've just contradicted What's myself, the difference I, there, Jimmy? Uh, well, I mean, at the risk of sounding silly, I think you just sounded silly. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, it's fair to say that you, they might say, if you spoke to someone from Champion, oh, yeah, but we don't think they're going to finish this on top of the ladder. Yeah, that's However, true. if you put it out in the list that they're the most talented squad. Well, maybe I'm just trying to defend Champion data Yeah, too. maybe you are. Anyway, maybe you are. So they ranked Sydney first. They finished seventh. Port Adelaide second. And they finished not even inside the eight. So they were eight positions off there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these uh, predictions weren't quite accurate from last season in 2018. Of course, West Coast won the premiership. They finished first, ineffective. Yes. In effect. Uh, so they were plus 11 from their 2018 ranking, which they were 12th. And of course, they finished first. Uh, the one they got right was, was Carlton, who finished in 18th in 2018. <laughs> they got that one bang so- on. Bang on. And they also got Essendon right, who finished in 11th. Okay. And I had them in my top four this season. So uh, let's hopefully, and I, I have them in my top four again next season. Not that I've gone through the fixture yet, but I think they'll be one of the uh, the better teams in 2019. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that their position ranking of fourth is right. But well, how much can we look into these these numbers though, Mark? That's my question to you. What do well, you think? it's interesting, isn't it? Because you look at the Eagles, obviously, they've moved up one position. Right. This year in comparison to where Champion Data ranked them before last season. And they won the premiership. Uh, and they won without... the premiership. So that gets you up one spot apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. But uh, on, on list-wise, I guess so. But I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not going to argue with Champion Data because it, it's it's pumping out the numbers and uh, the player ratings as they love to uh, talk about the analytics of the games these days across all sports. So I'm sure there is definitely a method to the madness. However, that doesn't equate for uh, team chemistry, X factors, intangibles, does it, Jimmy? So, coaching. Yeah, coaching. Yeah, well, that would be an intangible, I guess, would it not? But, you know, just the little things. We don't know. So the little things, the inner workings of a football club. And we However, sp- they seem to get it right with Carlton. Sorry to cut you off there abruptly, <laughs> but I do that a lot. Uh, they got it right with Carlton. Apparently, they knew there was going to be no effort given as well, so they've just given it the bottom. They've moved Carlton to 16 in 2019. I, I can, I, I'm going to vouch and say they won't finish that low next season. Do you think the, the uh, grey jumpers will get them higher than that? 
Yeah, ditch the grey jumper. We established that in episode uh, well, one. Well, it wasn't well, then, that bad. Are you sure they're not going to drop then? No, they'll, they'll, they'll be. Did, didn't we decide that they had traded the grey jumper to, to, the, to their sons? They should have. Yeah, with a few picks and whatnot. Things are looking brighter up there with a few of their top draft picks. Oh, well, they've had a few draft picks over the past few years, haven't they, Jimmy? Keeping them there is going to be the, the, the harder <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, so, well, maybe the grey jumpers will entice them to stay. And Well, I hope they don't look at the. The champion data rankings because they're ranked 18th. Ah, they're last. Oh, surprise, surprise. But look who's in 17th too, Frio. Yep. So that's the same position as they were ranked in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously defied that and finished positive three. They have lost their best player. Uh, well, one of their best players, Lockie Neal. Top two. Yep. Top two. Uh, Nat Fife was rated in the elite. There were some that missed out. Luke Shuey, for me, was the one that I think... Wasn't in the top 20 uh, elite plays in the comp. I, I'd like to agree to disagree on that one. I think he's definitely in the top 20. Yeah, you could definitely make the case, especially after uh, the performance in the GF. Yeah, the Norm Smith medalist. Looking forward to seeing how he goes in 2019. Are there any other surprises for you in the uh, in the 2019 rankings? Is there anyone too high or too low there? Apart from the Eagles, who we both agree should probably not have just gone up one spot. Any other lists there that you think will either finish higher or lower? Well, Sydney have dropped a lot. Obviously, they're 13th on the on the list, so that surprises you when you're looking at it because you're just not used to seeing them there. And, uh, I mean, the Doggies, I know uh, it's astounding to think the Doggies are now ranked 15th. So, I mean, uh, that that's obviously their season last year was not good, but just how the mighty have fallen because they were sort of dubbed as the team of the future there for, for a little bit when they started that run. Um, it was going to be the, them and uh, GWS for the rest of eternity. Uh, has not uh, come to premonition, has it? Of course, 2016, they played in that, that uh, preliminary final that the mm. Doggies won. They went on to win the flag, and since then, they've basically had the blow. Yeah, but I mean, both both those clubs, I mean, GWS has obviously still been up there. Uh, however, uh, you would say the window is getting smaller and smaller for them now, and that's a, that's a strange one because everyone just shooed them in as a, a dynasty team almost, didn't they? Like, it's just a case of when these guys are so good. They've got so much talent. And, and now and a lot just, of them have gone. Jake Stringer's at Essendon. Marcus I mean. Adams is at Brisbane. So now you've got a, a situation where it's starting to get diluted. Luke Dalhouse is at Geelong now. And everyone's getting older by the year. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because everyone had them as, as world beaters for however long they, that they wanted to be almost, uh, sort of around 2016. Uh, their time's coming, definitely, everyone said. So uh, it's been coming for a while now, though, hasn't it? The NBA continues to give us a surprising season. The Los Angeles Clippers are absolutely killing it. They've surprised me. Denver, another team that surprised me, even though they have been doing okay in past seasons, I, I still feel like they're missing a piece. But... They're doing all right, and another game without Steph and another big game by Kevin Durant, but they still can't get the job done, the Warriors, Mark. Oh, well, yeah, down Steph. Uh, was Draymond, I don't think Draymond was playing that game either, so two big outs from, obviously, KD uh, in Toronto against a good team. Toronto have been proving to be pretty hard to beat, um, so no huge surprises there. Um, but, yeah, KD went off at 51 Obviously, he's had some huge games since Steph's been out. Um, 
So he's had some, I think, what, the other week he had a 45 and a 49 or something like that, back-to-back, um, which was the biggest back-to-back he's had in his career. Um, so he's playing some big ball at the moment, uh, but still wasn't enough. Uh, so they're uh, waiting to get, obviously, Steph and Draymond back to that team. Not just them two. They're going to add Boogie Cousins at some point. Uh, I feel like right now the Warriors just aren't panicking regardless of what happens on their win-loss record. There's so much basketball still to be played, isn't Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, you mentioned some of those other teams before, the Clips and the the Nuggets. Um, It's still the season. So whether or not those teams can make an impact in the postseason is a whole different ballgame. So it's like the reverse effect of what's going on with with the Dubs. So... Uh, obviously, yeah, getting interested for the Warriors at times is probably a bit of an issue. But, uh, yeah, they they got some men down. They're not the deepest team in the world. Um, they're a bit top-heavy. Uh, Boogie Cousins is a piece, but he's not pivotal to them winning because they've done it many times without him. Um, so Steph's really the guy that they need to get back. Uh, I've heard they're going to give him some extra rest. Uh, they're expected to bring him back, I think, in the next couple of days. Uh, I think they're going to give him a few extra they're going on a road trip and Kerr said he's going to be back at some stage, uh, but a bit later than expected. So why would you rush it uh, when you've got that sort of top talent on your team? I, so. could, I could rush it for my fantasy team's sake. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very selfish yeah, of you, Jimmy. I, know, I mean, I look, at, look at the, you know, you don't, you don't uh, sacrifice a penny now to make a few later, right? Right. Okay. So if he comes back and gets hurt properly, what happens well, to your fantasy team? I just even? put him back on my IR. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the, he's not he's not making you any uh, fantasy points I then, is you, he? I want you back, Steph. Yeah, hurry. I, I can. Yeah, but don't rush him back even I, for your sake. I'll tell you yeah. what I found uh, really interesting: KD giving his jersey to Drake after the game. He dropped fifty-one points. That would have been a sweaty jersey. Obviously, worked really hard. Dropped would have dropped fifty-one points. And I don't know if you remember this, but this happened uh, at Drake Night in Toronto uh, two seasons ago. And uh, this was Drake Knight here, and uh, he's the one who just interrupted us. What, give me a taste of what the uh, trash talk was like, what the, uh, you know, what the interaction was like with your, your buddy there. I don't give a damn about no damn Drake Knight. I was really surprised that KD gave Drake his jersey after that comment that, well, uh, that was like viral. I can't believe you think he was serious there, Jimmy. He looked serious. He sounded serious. Nah, nah. He, when he said, I don't care about no damn Drake Knight, uh, you could tell he was being a little bit facetious because those two are very good friends. Is that right? Good mates, yes, apparently. Allegedly. So not that I hang out with them or anything like that. I can't speak from <laughs> personal experience. However, no, Drake is known to be quite close to KD and Steph both. Um, and he's even worn his number on the back of his uh, vest when he performs his latest tours and stuff like that. The he's big 35. 35, and then he's got Easy Money written there, which oh, okay. is KD's Insta handle, Easy Money Sniper 35 right. or yeah. something like that. Um, so that's where the, uh, so clearly he's repping him sometimes. So clearly they're good buds. I've got a KD jersey. Yeah. Have you got one? I don't have any jerseys. The only jerseys I have, uh, from when I used to play ball back in the day. So then I, I had like every jersey there was to be had back then. Oh, you got the old retro run ones. Yeah. I've got like Jordan jerseys and Iverson jerseys uh, and stuff like that. I got a whole heap, Sean Kemp, um, heaps, heaps, heaps of dudes. Um, but no, I haven't bought any jerseys for a long time. That kind of brings me to my next question. I saw a poll during the week on someone's Instagram page, mm-hmm. and and it was, who would you rather be, Kevin Durant or Drake? <laughs> who would you rather be, Kevin yeah. Durant or Drake? I'm curious. Uh, I'd go with Drake. And, and why? And why? 
I just think, uh, see, I don't know. It's a tough one. <laughs> I know it's tough. It's, it's a tough one. But I don't, I don't, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't really want to be anyone. I'll be honest. But um, if you had to choose. I think Drake's cooler out of those two. If you said to me Bron or Drake, then I'd go Bron. But KD or Drake, I'm going Drake because Drake's just cooler than KD. You like Drake music? Yeah, I love Drake's music. But and I like, I like. Don't get me wrong, KD can ball, but I think Drake's cooler than KD. The cool factor. If you, as I said, if you put LeBron up against Drake, then coolness factor is even. So you just choose what you like. I'd rather be a baller than a rapper. I reckon, but. You know what I mean? I'd rather be an athlete than a performer on that on that aspect. I wouldn't like going out and having to, you know, do shows every night. I'd rather go play ball. Right. So, uh, but as a coolness factor, when you compare KD and Drake, I think Drake's got him by fair margin, especially with KD's been acting in the media lately, last couple <laughs> of years. I'll tell you what else I found fascinating. I saw this at the Lakers game today. They played... Dallas, LeBron got blocked twice by Luka Doncic. That made me really sad. It was in the same play. I don't get why that made you sad. Why that make you sad? Luka Doncic is going to be a player. Um, okay. But I, don't, I never like to see LeBron get blocked. But you're acting like he's some old man who can't play no more, Jimmy. No, I'm not acting like that. I'm just sad. What's, what's, he, what's his stat line? Like 28, 8, and 8 again? He's been putting up poor fantasy points <laughs> so, in the absence of Steph Curry. So, Mark, I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand why. You, like, if he was averaging 12 points this season on on. 35% shooting and no assists and he was terrible. I can see you going, oh, I'm really sad to see this because it's like, you know, his last little legs. Now you're getting blocked twice on one play by Luka Doncic. Uh, I feel I feel that, but he's, he hasn't he hasn't come down off that peak yet, Jimmy. So uh, he's fine. I'm not, maybe I shouldn't. You're a bit sensitive, that. I think, anyway, man. But what yeah, I did find a bit sensitive. fascinating at the Lakers game against Dallas, there was someone in the crowd uh, and I saw a little photo pop up on my social media Mm. It was arguably one of the AFL's greatest of all time. Chris Judd watching LeBron. Oh, look at that. Staples. That's interesting. Great respecting it? great. Great respecting great. It was, did he have a good seat? Yeah, he was like two rows back. He might have even been in the first row. Really? Good seat. Oh, that's, that's, great that's, seat. that's some heavy money seats. It's Chris Judd. Well, yeah, but is that is that? do you think he purchased those seats or you reckon a connection got him those seats? Oh, I think 50-50. Yeah. You reckon fitty fitty? He didn't go from West Coast to Visey for no reason, Mark. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he did, but you know, yeah, yeah but we're talking some serious money for a uh, was that a Lakers home game? Yeah, Staples Center. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're talking some serious money for a Lakers near the front of the court, Definitely. more more than most. On so the, on the wing, you know, I know he went to uh, Carlton for some good money, but there's good money and then there's good money. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I wouldn't know a lot about it, but I believe you, Mark. Uh, there was another, there was another sighting of a celebrity uh, in the sporting world in a different landscape to the one that they're usually in. Uh, Natalie Portman was at the Melbourne Demons training this week. So, I thought this was extremely random. Yeah. So the first question is why? I, I don't know. I don't know. Is she a, is she an AFL fan? Do we know any background or anything like that? I she mean. was wearing a Melbourne Guernsey. <laughs> It's very bizarre, isn't it? You would have to assume that she has some connection with a, a previous time. Maybe she watched a game one time when she was in Australia or something like that and just decided to go for the digs. Could you imagine rocking up to Gosh's paddock, resting on the fence and looking next to you and going, oh, hey, Natalie, how are you? I think you'd call her Ports or something at that stage. Though. You wouldn't call it Nat Natalie. Well, that's her name. No, you'd say Ports. 
every, every everyone's got a nickname easy. at the footy club. Uh, you know that. So, uh, Porty. Porty. <laughs> I think that's the way to go. You wouldn't go Natalie. <laughs> Come on. You speak, you're speaking like a true. That was a true, you know, sideline reporter there. You know, you, you've, been, you've been settling into this boundary role too much now because you said Natalie. You know, none of the boys too, are going to say Natalie. Too formal, footy clubs. Way too formal, mate. I don't know if you saw this either. Another fascinating thing I found during the week uh, at West Coast was the young fella, Bailey Williams, who looks a lot like a young Carl Langdon. And mm-hmm. Nick Natanui is thrilled to have him at the club. And there's a lot of memes going around comparing him to... Uh, uh, Jonah Hill in the 21 Jump Street movie when he's in high school with the blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And nice. That Nick Natanui called out for nicknames. Uh, one was, was Slim. One was Shady. Slim Shady. Yeah. 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 I figured, I figured that's where I was going next because that was the obviously comparison there that you uh, drew there because uh, that's who Jonah Hill resembles a little bit, doesn't he? In the early part of that yeah. movie, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, was a, that was a slimmer Jonah Hill too, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, he lost heaps of weight. Yeah. But did he get less funny when he lost weight? Uh, he, got, he certainly he got can, more serious. Yeah, but he kind of got less funny too. Like the same shtick wasn't as funny. Yeah. Yeah. I it was true. That. Yeah. It's true. I, yeah, I, I agree as with you. As weird as it sounds. I agree with you. It was, he was, it was much funnier when he was throwing his head off and doing weird stuff as a portly gentleman. As Once, a what? Portly. Back to Natalie Portman. Husky. Yeah. Favourite Natalie Portman movie. That's Portsy. Portsy. Natalie, Port- Natalie Portsy Portman. <laughs> what did you just ask me? Favourite Natalie Portman movie. Do you have one? <laughs> what type of question is that to ask me? Oh, yeah, I've got it. Um, no, I've got no answer for that at all. Complete no answer. Star Wars? Sure. No. I didn't even know she was in Star Wars. She's young Padme, isn't oh, she? I don't know anything about the new <laughs> Star Wars movies at all. I'm not a Star Warsian. What are Star Wars people called? I mean, Trekkies are called Trekkies. Star Trek people are called Trekkies. All right. So, what what are Star Wars people called? There's nothing for them, but it's a bigger franchise. Explain that. It baffles me. There's a lot we can't explain. I'm outraged about it. The other thing I can't explain is why Natalie Portman was at Melbourne training. But (laughs) those AFL fans out there that care, Natalie Portman was at the Melbourne Demons training. We need to interview Obi Wan Kenobi about that. Well, it was a fascinating career, but it's come to an end, or so we've been told. Anthony Mundine will no longer be a boxer. Jeff Horn knocked him out in the opening round in 96 seconds mm-hmm. over in Brisbane. And uh, I suppose my question for you, Mark, in your opinion, do you think do you think he should have fought in this fight? Should he should he have fought Jeff Horn? Well, well, probably not by the looks of things. But I mean, uh, strange things have happened in boxing. Um, I didn't see the shot. Uh, personally, but I heard he had his uh, arm up a little bit and took some of the brunt anyway. Uh, one of my friends actually rang me and was saying it was it was a wrestling deal and it wasn't real. He reckons he took a dive. But I was like, well, I don't know. I didn't see it, so I can't comment on that. But uh, the, what, how old is Choco now? He was 43 when he fought Jeff. Okay. So he was 43 now then. So yeah. you made that sound like it was ancient yes. history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's 43. He's 43. All right. So, yeah, I mean, you've got to be getting up there in fighting years. I mean, he's been great for the sport. Uh, I think he's he's good. If he wanted another payday, who the who the hell are we to judge him on that? Um, Horn's probably much more in the prime of his career. Maybe Chuck thought he could actually get him. Who knows? Um, but clearly that wasn't the case. And uh, if you'd paid lots of money to go see the fight in person, you're probably a little bit disappointed, I would say. 
Uh, you would have liked it to last probably a few rounds. But, no, I think he's been great for the sport. I think he's been the most sort of marketable fighter. Him and, obviously, Danny Green were great for each other. Um, but they both contributed to that and, and making that such a great rivalry uh, just because they seem to be sort of polar opposites. And that was just good for, you know, people getting behind the fight. So he's done some of the same with Horn. Horn's probably even more clean cut than, than Danny was by a long shot, I would say. Um, school teacher, very... Uh, unassuming man so he, he's really like, he just looks like he, a nice well, guy he's just really the anti anthony mundine isn't he so you couldn't get much polar opposites than that um obviously danny's a bit of a badass too so so they're, they're sort of different but the same in other ways but yeah horn and him completely different polar opposites uh so it makes for a good build-up uh there wasn't that huge build-up because i think people knew that uh mundane's a bit past his prime so people didn't go in expecting huge things i don't think a but, bit yeah, no, but a bit. I mean, no. No, I mean, he still, he still obviously thought he could go a bit, and and I mean, there was rumours circulating about last time he, he fought Green in the me, in the rematch uh, that he 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 was a bit past it then, and some people were worried about him. Sort of that sort of vocalised it uh, leading up to the fight. So maybe there's some issues that we don't know about, and maybe he has taken a bit more punishment than we than we know about. I mean, it definitely hasn't been in the ring. You would say. Could be sparring and stuff like that, though, too, because he's, he's pretty elusive in the ring, always has been. Um, so he, he probably has taken less damage than a lot in the actual ring. But obviously those those sparring sessions and those reps all add up in that in that game. Two million bucks, payday. Exactly. 96 seconds work. Exactly. So who are we to judge if he wanted that? I mean, that's that. But do you think people will remember Anthony Mundine in his last fight as, as getting knocked out in well, the opening round by Jeff Fawn when... I mean, Danny Green knocked out Roy Jones Jr. too in the first round. So Roy Jones Jr. is one of the greatest fighters of all time, pound for pound. So I mean, it's just it's just a case of of what you how you remember guys. If you're looking at guys in their prime, unfortunately with boxing we see a lot of guys pass their prime fighting uh, for the paydays. So if you if you really know the game, then you'd never look at Anthony Mundine like that because uh, he's been one of the greats of Australian boxing and entertainment too. So. Can't knock chop. He has said some fascinating stuff over his career. He has. He has. But he's been entertaining. You know, if he wants to play the heel, he's good at playing the heel, as we say in wrestling, and reeling the people in so they would just want to tune in to see him lose. And that's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, if you are in entertainment, especially the wrestling business, it doesn't matter whether they cheer or boo you. You just don't want them to be silent when you're out there. So either way, is just as profitable, Jimmy. just about do us for episode four mark the next time i'll be talking to you and and our listeners mm -hmm. tune into the committee williams podcast i'll be 24 years old and i was wondering if you could give me some advice so is that saying you're 23 now jimmy yeah, just clarify yeah. that for the listeners definitely because you could be 24 now and then next time you're 24 years old oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, i'm so i have my birthday and i probably won't see you because I'm, I'm heading off taking well that, that hurts my feelings i didn't crack an invite to the uh do the I do thought, i thought we were tight we are tight. Uh, apparently not. No, that's all right. You've drawn a line in the sand. That's fine, Jimmy. We're so tight. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, would Bali be your thing? Would you come to? Would Bali be your thing? Have you been to Bali before? Oh, I haven't been to Bali for many years. I've got to say, I don't know. I wouldn't mind Bali as long as you're just leaving me at a resort to do my own thing. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get my hair braided. Uh, there's not much of that. Uh, I don't want to get a tattoo. Uh, I don't want to hang out in Kuda. 
Um, not really my style of holiday from that point of view, but you put me in a nice, lavish hotel uh, with six pools and stuff, and I'll just chill. It's fine. Chill zone. Jim and chill. So you have been? I have been. I have been. What's your advice? This is my first time going to Bali. What's your advice? I just gave you advice. Chill Don't get your hair braided. Don't get a tattoo. Stay out of Cuda. So you have no tattoos? No tattoos. Okay. Don't want to ruin my hard work, Jimmy. You're a big physical yeah, presence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to cover up that good. muscle with, you know, little drawings and stuff. <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> so that means we will take a week off. Uh, you probably won't hear from us. Uh, or you're going to take a week off. Oh, you can come in and do the Committee Williams You're going to take a week off. Who you're knows? taking a week off. So you, that, can, you can take that, a break. Say we. You can have a weekend off. Yeah, well, apparently it's forced. Forced now. That's all right. I'm not forcing you to do anything. No, else. that's all right, mate. That's all right. <laughs> What do you think you'll do? What, without you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be all right. I hope so, mate. Thanks for listening to the Comedy Williams podcast. We'll chat with you again soon. <laughs>